These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the funniest people I know podcast. Woo woo. <laughs> <laughs> the most tone-deaf podcast in the history of the internet, ladies and gentlemen. There's cows in here. We are all in rare form today. Yes. I am wearing some jewelry. Oh! oh. Fancy man with your wedding ring. Yeah, wow. this is the hammered titanium look. Okay. Which I love because it's pre-dinged up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Gently used like in a thrift store. Used. Mm-hmm. Like I was when Lily married me. <laughs> You're Aww. used in the door? It's funny because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> George once described me as the most hammock friend he has. <laughs> you are. What's and a hammock friend? It's my friend who's most likely to have a hammock on him. Oh. <laughs> You yeah. just carry it around in your bag, and you attach it to anything in a room. <laughs> yeah, pretty sense. much. That's yeah. convenient. Mm-hmm. I've set up a hammock indoors on several occasions, and the first outing we had as a married couple was to the park where Lily's hammock was below mine, and we could hold hands in our conjoined hammock. That is so romantic and outdoorsy. Yeah. I've never done anything like that. Barf. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you all for joining me at the wedding. Yes, yeah. thank you for having us. It was lovely. It was. You had a good time? Yeah. I did. I ate some good food. Mm-hmm. Saw some good people. Ooh, the vegan cheesecake was good. The mm-hmm. vegan cheesecake was delicious. That was a crowd pleaser. Oh, wait, I didn't have the vegan cheesecake. I had the regular cheesecake. That was really good. The German roommate made that. Yeah. okay. Yeah, but then later I saw the German roommate totally eating a piece of the non-vegan cheesecake <gasps> with the lemon drizzle. When you see a vegan eat a piece of meat, isn't that like watching someone punch a nun? Sure. I'd rather yeah. see someone punch a nun. Just that, you get that, oh gosh, you know? I get what you mean, like yeah. that feeling of shock. <laughs> Seeing someone punch a nun, I'm like, man, you're such a jerk. Mm-hmm. But what if the nun had it coming? Mm-hmm. Well, it depends. Was she really rude that day? Yeah, it's one of the ones that were like real bitchy to Clarence. But let's okay. be honest. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she deserved it. So did the vegan, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what I want. I want to see a nun punch a vegan. Oh. Ooh. What if it's a vegan nun? <gasps> mean, Punching herself? this is lost (laughs) was there a point here (laughs) I think nuns are mostly vegan just because I can't imagine the food in the convent is very that's pure conjecture I don't think the cooking is very good (laughs) therefore they must be vegan my only experience in a catholic convent is from the movie Sister Act 1 or Sister Act 2 Mm -hmm. that gruel didn't look appetizing no no, it was terrible Whoopi Goldberg tries and she can we put a little salt on this my favorite moment of the entire wedding has to do with TJ. Oh. At one point, TJ finally meets your dad, Frank yes. Amato. Oh, yeah. Who <laughs> sent peeps. him the peeps. He's very nice, Frank. Yeah, he's a cool guy. <laughs> he's a cool guy. Are you sure about that, TJ? Cause... Wait, Frank? Isn't it Frank? Frank? That's not the part That's you sound a... unsure about. Oh. Is I he mean... a nice guy? What was this interaction? I hear a little... Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what we talked about, and I think it was mostly... <laughs> Peeps. <laughs> <laughs> TJ's like, I know you know about this. Yeah. You now have that in common. Mm-hmm. I'm terrible at small talk when it comes to weddings and just like meeting other people because I had no idea what to talk to them about. 
When did you get invited to this wedding? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Why did you get invited to this wedding? <laughs> or when? The groom's yeah. father. Yeah. Bride or groom. I like I the idea of when, because yeah. that's actually kind of an interesting question. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if you say a week ago, you're like, mm, you were like <laughs> third <laughs> tier on the list. Exactly. Guess someone wasn't available. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, I got invited two weeks ago, so... <laughs> Meeting both of your parents were really awesome because they clearly are the number one fans of the show, and I really appreciate the support and the feedback. One of the best parts, though, of TJ meeting your dad is there was another guest at your wedding, (laughs) your friend Mike, who walked through the room as TJ and your dad were meeting, Mm -hmm. and he apparently is such a fanboy of this show, he queened out over (laughs) it. He's like, oh, my God, TJ is talking to Frank Amato. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Exactly. I knew in that moment I was going to make fun of him on this radio show about that because he's way too excited. Yeah. Yeah, Pilot Mike, guy I've known since I was six years old. Okay. He is a pilot for a major airline. I can't say which. They're based in Atlanta, (laughs) but we can't say which. Okay. In the morning, we were at this gorgeous outdoor pavilion, and it was kind of rainforesty and beautiful and perfect. And Lily had walked up, and she's gorgeous, and we had this lovely ceremony, and you're weeping, because there's really nothing to do but stare into the eyes of your beloved. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. After the wedding, Mike comes up to me, and he says, dude, 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 you got to see this. He has his phone, and I'm thinking, oh, he's probably captured a really sweet, loving moment of Lily or of us. The ceremony had happened five minutes ago. He turns his phone around, and it was vacation photos (laughs) because he just got back from Utah. Pictures of him and his wife on a mountain. (laughs) Because it's not just your day, Will, okay? It's not just you and Lily's day. Other people have things going on, too. Vows were tough, and as a writer, I wanted to work in the magnitude of my love for my new wife. I ended up working the word colossal (laughs) into my vow, and also a Dickens quote. Oh, okay. Now, the quote from Charles Dickens that I worked in is originally in kind of the negative. It says, there can be no disparity in marriage besides unsuitability of mind and lack of purpose. Okay. Well, I flipped it around to say there can be no greater strength in marriage than suitability of mind and purpose. And so effectively, for my wedding, I rewrote Dickens. (laughs) Is that from A Christmas Carol? It's not from A Christmas Carol. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's actually from David Copperfield. Like one of the magic shows? Oh, yeah. He was a magician. I used to think that when I first heard about that book. Different than the magician. The wedding coordinator comes up to me afterwards and she said, I just loved that Dickens quote. Would you send that to me? If I send it to her and then she goes around quoting Dickens, Mm -hmm. she's going to be misquoting Dickens. People do that all the time. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't worry. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, I want to be honest, but then is she going to think, God, this arrogant guy who rewrote Charles Dickens for his wedding vow? So I'm a little torn about it. So you're just not going to send it to her? No, I just sort of ignore her. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done that anyway. Or she like emails you and it's like, hey, are you ever going to send me that Dickens quote? I should just give her a disclaimer that I rewrote it to be an affirming statement. It's all a lie, lady. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I made it up. It's a fake quote. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to be the opposite of that emotion. And you were saying, no, you cannot steal my brilliance. I came up with this amazing quote. I reworked this man's quote who clearly didn't understand the essence of what he was trying to say. And I've mm. captured it and was able to say it to my bride on our wedding day. Well, that's mm. a good point. It was tough times for Dickens. Maybe I just shed a little sunshine on an otherwise brilliant quote. Let's also talk about the fact that you were as weepy as someone who had just finished watching Old Yeller (laughs) throughout that entire ceremony. That was a tear-stained quote. It was. Although you stopping going, 
As Dickens once said, definitely brought a laugh to the room. <laughs> I got a good laugh there. That was fun. I've got a video of it. Do you watch it over and over again? There's Here's the part where I do the quote. Look, 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 look. Yes. That's I say the quote. Yes. Everyone's gathered around. <laughs> he stopped the game. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the game of my marriage. Yes. One thing you don't know, Will, Nothing. is before your ceremony, they made us all stand in the gift shop. It was really awkward because it's super early in the morning and everyone's there just like have just woke up and in their Sunday best and we are ushered into a nature center gift shop. <laughs> and for a while, we're just standing there awkwardly like, hey, hey, how are you? But then you're bored. So we all start wandering the gift shop. So everybody, people started shopping, <laughs> reading books, playing with toys. It was this weird gift shop wedding. There was a few little details that were still being worked out. And my sister is kind of an event coordinator. Mm -hmm. And so she says to the venue staff, I don't know who gave her the authority to do this, but she said, hold the guests. <laughs> the ceremony started at nine. It's maybe five till. And I could see that adjustments were being made, but it wasn't that kind of wedding mm -hmm. where everything needed to be perfect. And then after the ceremony, everybody's leaving. And my mom goes, I hope you don't mind. I know people are going to wander the gardens. It's really pretty here, but I've got to go buy this butterfly shirt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she did. I think she the nature center should always make the guests mm -hmm. mingle in the gift shop before the ceremony so they can make some cash. Little non sequitur, but as a married couple, the first movie we saw was Rocket Man. <laughs> because as George yeah. so appropriately said yeah. in his vows, I'm the gayest straight man he's ever met. <laughs> uh -huh. Which yeah. I wear as a badge of honor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. In, in yeah. the middle of Rocket Man, three rows behind us, someone fell asleep, but they were snoring. You've heard it compared to sawing logs. Right. <laughs> What's bigger than that? Like a freight train or something? Oh. Like sawing a freight train? Oh, like a freight train? <laughs> what a brilliant TJ, yeah. It's like you yeah, just came up with that. I was right on. Are you on delay? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I kid you with a it was just the so loudest, rude. cartoonishly ridiculous snore. <laughs> and then everybody's kind of looking. If this man is with somebody, is she going to elbow him? But he yeah. was alone. Oh, oh no. This is where he comes to sleep. People started throwing popcorn at him. That's what I would do. Yeah. yeah. Trying to get him Same. to wake up. It was the worst. Right in the middle of Rocket Popcorn's Man. not going to wake anybody. You've got to throw some like, oh. peanut M&Ms. <laughs> like well, something like, solid. He woke up when Lily threw her shoe at him. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, thank you all for heading up to the wedding. And folks, if you're listening and you were there, so glad to have you. If you weren't there, well, it was amazing. I am so delighted to be married to Lily Blackburn. Sorry, Lily Amato. I wanted to hear from TJ. TJ, you just got back from a trip, huh? Yes, Will, I did. I just got back from Bonnaroo this weekend. I actually just arrived in today. I saw a lot of acts and things, but my favorite part was people watching and just taking in the whole scenery. And this is everything I saw. This is a list really, of everything you yeah. saw at Bonnaroo? Yes. Thank you, George. You were there for this three the days. List of everything I saw. If grass and trees are on this list, I'm going to be very upset. Yeah, this could God. take several hours. Here <laughs> we go. I saw hundreds and hundreds of RVs. I never thought as many RVs existed or campers. It was just like an RV park. And then sports flags, college flags, pride flags, and then there's memes on flags, memes on signs, memes on t-shirts. 
lesbians, a ton of lesbians, but it was great. And then there's children. <laughs> and then there's lesbian children. <laughs> so great. Maya Rudolph was there, and she was covering Prince songs for her band called Princess. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And then there was a man dressed as a panda DJing at his campsite, but no one was there. <laughs> so it was like the saddest rave I've ever seen. I saw someone's lost grandpa and like the <laughs> grounds, but he found a rave as well. He was dancing and he was having fun. And there's people dressed as butterflies and butterflies dressed as people. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw gays and drag, drag queens on stilts and then stilts on wheels. It was crazy. <laughs> Would you Bonnaroo again? I think I might, depending on the lineup. This year, they had Cardi B, so Ooh. of course I had to go. That was, that was awesome. Yes, wait. Oh, I love it. <laughs> what was that like, Cardi B? At one point, she had a wardrobe malfunction. The piece she was wearing ripped on her butt. She had to go <laughs> do a costume change, and she came out in her makeup robe that they wear when they get their hair done. So she wore that the whole time. She did the show in her robe? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and just- she didn't know where she was either. She was just glad to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good, Cardi. Who else was on the lineup? Gucci Mane was well, I there. love Gucci Mane. Fish. I, okay. I heard a Fish song for the first time, and I was like, I was long. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no lyrics. I forgot about Fish. Well, apparently everyone did. They're a jam band, right? people went there for like, yeah. the last act of the weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're a jam band with older guys. Weren't they the founders of Bonnaroo? Probably. Right? They're super old. <laughs> I went to a... P Groove concert mm-hmm. uh-huh. because I got invited and the band came out and played for an hour and a half. I think they played two songs and then we stood up to leave <laughs> yeah. and my friend turned to me and said, no, no, that was just the warm up act. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, no. Wow. Jam band. I don't get it. I think jam band is the easy listening elevator music of the 80s. In 30 years, we'll be listening to jam band music in the nursing home. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. else would qualify as a jam band, though? Like Dave Matthews. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been 30 weeks. Ago. They have no, they're bare naked ladies, right? We'll Dave Matthews is like, <laughs> and the dude with the, the yeah. violin. Hands go marching. I don't remember. I want an entire. <laughs> cover album of you two doing <laughs> Dave Matthews. This I is what I want that. for my birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Except they don't learn any of the lyrics. No, no, I want this. I want to just be like, okay, now do Crash Into Me. With your current knowledge. Crash Into Me. Crash Into Me. Excellent. I'm uh, glad you had a good time. Great to have you back, TJ. Yes, TJ. Oh, thank you. Good to be back. Alexandria, mm-hmm. I understand you got a beef. Well, yes, we can call it a beef. A few of you may have heard about this story. There was recently an actress who was wanting to get the attention of Tyler Perry. Oh, I heard about that. Meryl Streep? Yes. Oh, Meryl Streep wow. is really looking to be in Medea Says Boo. She would be amazing in it, by the way. Please don't to any of that. This actress by the name of Raquel Bailey... Recently, this young lady purchased a billboard for $2,000 to advertise herself for a casting. Seeing this stirred up a lot of emotions and thoughts within me. What did the billboard say? The billboard says, attention, Mr. Perry. 
Raquel Bailey is your next leading lady. And then she has her Instagram and Twitter handlers on there. I can't see those. They're too small. But if you go to Tyler Perry's IG page, he posted the billboard on there. But she purchased this billboard to get his attention. Tyler Perry responded to this post. I want to talk about both the actor and Tyler Perry because there's a lot of emotions around both. But let me read Tyler Perry's post. Tyler says on his Instagram account, here's the deal. This is not the way to get my attention if you're looking for a role in one of my shows. Please do not do this. Save your money. This is the third time that someone has done this. Third time. Wow. But that's a whole other story. Please stop. To audition is free. I'm sure you can use that money for a better purpose. I love that you want to work with me, and I love that you invest in yourself. But when you do things like this, it puts my team on high alert and makes me look at you sideways. I know the message that you want to send is a positive one, but this comes across as the opposite. Again, the best way to work for me is to audition, and it's free. We post breakdowns all the time for actors. Just come and audition. And, by the way, you were great in the night of. It was my favorite show a couple of years ago. I already saw you. So just audition and keep your money. Again, I appreciate your effort, but that's not the way to work for me. God bless you, Dreamer. I have no doubt you will make it one day. That is a lot of message to put on Instagram, a picture media site. Be a better word for it. <laughs> right? Calm down. You could have just direct messaged her that. Then I thought about that, and that would have given her what she wanted, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is what he wrote this Instagram thesis, his iOS press <laughs> release, saying, don't do that. Initially, when I saw the billboard and I heard this story, I called a couple of my friends from college that act. And I'm like, dude, did you see the girl that did the Tyler Perry thing? Like, what in the world? Like, what do you think about that? And we had this whole conversation just about, I get it. When you are hungry for it, you will do things to get attention. Social media has been a great platform lately to get a lot of artists' attention. A lot of people that probably wouldn't get seen in some rooms or get auditions in front of some people have been able to use YouTube or IG or Snapchat or Facebook or whatever to create their platforms. But $2,000 on a billboard? Girl, first of all, you know casting directors ain't looking at no billboards in traffic. That's just not... <laughs> that's not where they find people. No, they're, yeah. they're too busy checking their phones. Exactly. Yeah. They ain't lifted their head up in about five years, girl. <laughs> casting directors don't have time for eye contact, looking up, any of this. I thought that was weird. I couldn't do it. I can't be the actor that's posting my billboard. Because when it doesn't work, your billboard is out there for everyone to see, girl. Yeah, you bought four weeks. Right. That was wow. my next question. That's a month worth of billboard, two grand? I guess yeah. so. That's really cheap. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. If it yeah. only costs two grand, there's a lot of ridiculous things I would love to put on a billboard. Right. <laughs> Have to pay two grand to put nothing foolish on a okay. billboard. <laughs> and we're gonna need to share this photo of this billboard because she also put the most unremarkable headshot up there. <laughs> it looked like she oh. had her photo taken right when she woke up. This isn't the best way to present you. Shout out to the ambition, but it was just an interesting move. Like the headshot. I like her hair. If you're gonna post that, it needs to be like your like rocking. Is being in a Tyler Perry movie the golden apple? Because mm. I might say, hey, 
Martin Scorsese mm-hmm. or when's the last time Martin Scorsese put something out like Tyler Perry's cranking this stuff out mm-hmm. odds are if you can catch his eye you'll be in something <laughs> as you saw on Instagram he doesn't waste time editing so he really just no. comes up with the idea shoots it and moves on as evidenced by phrases like again <laughs> repeatedly yeah if you're saying again more than once let you're me be clear mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry Tyler because if you want to cast me please do but I'm just saying Tyler <laughs> me too me too any of us there's some observations from Tyler's end and his response I found it interesting there were some points in there that he made that I was like now you know you a damn lie Tyler first of all Auditioning is quote unquote free, but between paying for your headshots, getting to the location, putting yourself on whatever acting website you have to pay your subscription to, ain't nothing free about auditioning. So she probably done paid about the same amount for that billboard that she's going to pay to audition or get around to the audition. That's a good point. Or a few years of backstage where she'd have to submit, submit, submit. I just got my Actors Access subscription because I was like, I'm not going to keep paying $5 for an audition. Yes, that is real. Auditions aren't free. It's funny because I think your point is this isn't the best thing, but now I kind of want to put you on a billboard. (laughs) Okay, we can put me on a billboard. I just don't want it to be directed at any particular director. Hey, Whoopi, I want to be on The View. (laughs) (laughs) Just like where it's not going to help. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Especially when we can afford. It's not going to be anywhere Whoopi would be going. I get that Tyler Perry, even if he was impressed with the audacity, can't let it work because then there's just gonna be billboards with women all over town trying to get jobs. Exactly, that's amazing. (laughs) That would be cool just to see representation of all All types of people. Right, like you take a left at Kim's billboard, (laughs) (laughs) go down all the way to Tim's, you see Tim's billboard, and take a right. (laughs) Desperate actor billboards with a new street sign. Yes, could be like a desperate actor boulevard or something. You just drive down for that city. It's such an interesting thing. I think Tyler responding to her was rather interesting because he didn't have to respond. I feel like it's slightly condescending. Mm. <laughs> it's just the right amount of, I'm trying to help you, but I'm also going to... You know what? We wouldn't have known about it. He, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to respond to be polite. It's like, dude, you called attention to it. We were talking mm. about her. Right. Right. Mm. Like, we all over here looking at her with a side eye. Well, mm. I would like to say to Raquel Bailey, mm-hmm. we see you. come be on the funniest people i know podcast please it worked (laughs) she got on a show if you know raquel bailey we've actually got a small budget (laughs) to be able to hire her for a segment Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we all just check our pockets real quick i got i got a couple of coupons i have a pen all right so we got a coupon for a free falafel i have Mm -hmm. some doritos tj has been desecrating an orange over there i don't know what you're doing to that orange who brought this it's Me? not your orange? Oh, no. <laughs> this entire time we've been recording, TJ has been mashing an orange in his hands like it's a stress ball. Yes. I'm ADD. And I thought it was your orange. I'm Speaking of mashing an orange, <laughs> <laughs> the Democratic <laughs> debates are coming <laughs> up! Bazinga! Best ever. The show has just peaked. (laughs) All downhill from here. We've got this great pool of Mm -hmm. DNC candidates happening. Okay. It's fantasy DNC. Have y'all been watching some of this nonsense going down with the DNC debates coming up? They're all in Iowa right now, right? Trying to take over Iowa. (laughs) They're taking over. (laughs) 
Iowa's annoyed right now with 30 candidates, but only 10 of them get to talk. One of my Numbers favorite stories wrong. about that, Kristen Gillibrand? Mm-hmm. Gillibrand. Gillibrand. Gillibrand? Gillibrand. Gillibrand. The fact that we can't pronounce it is not good for her. So, Senator from New York, she was in a restaurant in Iowa, uh-huh. and she's speaking to a very small crowd of unenthusiastic voters. Oh, yeah. And some woman comes up, and Kristen turns to her as if, oh, finally, someone's going to engage with me. And the woman says, I'm just trying to get some more rant. <laughs> I heard about this lady. Oh, yikes. Not feeling hopeful about Kristen at this point for yeah. my draft no, points. No. George, where are we with the standings right now? I did the math, and in last place, with 352 points, is me. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have cheated. I've got Seth Moulton, who's only earned me one point. Very thankful for Pete Buttigieg, who's really pushing me over the edge. Yeah, he might be the only one that you've got. Klobuchar could be around for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that... Those are the only two that I have that are going to be doing me any good. I clearly wasn't paying attention when we were picking. (laughs) Not all of these folks have made it into the first Democratic national debate. Does that mean (laughs) they're no longer in the game, or do they have to officially end their presidential run? For us, it's until they suspend their campaign. You could have somebody that just is outrageous saying a bunch of stuff that earns you a lot of points. Yeah. TJ, for example, has Wayne Messam, who didn't make it into the debate, who has earned him negative points. Who? Wayne? Yeah. Uh, The the Florida man. Wayne, come on. (laughs) So so some of us are losing points with our people. All right. So you're in last. I'm in last. Then after me is Alexandria. She's got 542 points. Uh, You're being carried by Beto and Elizabeth Warren. Knew it. Two Uh, solid picks. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just say that Stacey Abrams, who has not announced she's running for president, Mm -hmm. has not made it into any debates, is doing better than half of my team with 15 points in our game. (laughs) That's funny. What was the point system again? They get points for all different things, like if they make it on to meet the press, if they did a Fox News town hall. Mm. But the big points come in on where they stand in the polls and how much money they brought in. Mm, okay. I did learn that listening to NPR, because I've been doing that lately. Oh, wow. I do that. Mm-hmm. Wow. I just discovered it. It's pretty cool. So, have you heard of this radio station? <laughs> you, know? no. you guys wow. know it's about free. it? It's free. Yeah, you should check it out. <laughs> you have to collect a certain amount of money, right? Or you have to be a certain place in the polls to even get to the debates. They had to have a minimum number of percentage points and donors, mm-hmm. and that's why some people didn't qualify who are all on my team. <laughs> 20 candidates for the debate, correct? Yes. Wow. And there's all 24 right. people running. Will, you have 597 points. You're slightly ahead of Alexandria. Mm. Your strongest candidates are Kamala Harris and Kirsten Gillibrand. But it's Kamala by a mile. And you have a negative four with the guy who didn't make it into the debate as well. Are we talking about John Delaney or Steve Bullock? Delaney's doing well because he brought in a lot of money. He's got right up over 100 points. Bullock lost you four. Okay. I want to talk about Delaney real quick, if you'll allow Mm -hmm. me to segue. Delaney looks like an ice cream man that you'd tell your children to avoid. Mm, <laughs> I oh, never yeah. thought of that before. Yeah. Googling Delaney. Can I see that too, please? <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> oh, I just saw that. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Most recently at the Democratic National Convention, he was booed relentlessly for saying that Medicare for all is a bad policy. Oh. <laughs> I want you guys to hear what happened at the debate when he said this. Medicare for all may sound good, but it's actually not good policy, nor is it good politics. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. A hundred 
Can you wow. hear that? That's crazy. Anger? Yeah. He knows how to warm up a crowd. Yeah. <laughs> Such a long, sustained boo. A boo. Who's sitting there going, boo? I, I ran out of breath. <laughs> you can imagine a vaudeville show where they didn't like the act, booing off, boo, throwing some lettuce. But this is a sustained boo. Did a giant hook come and pull him off stage? <laughs> You're not going to believe this, but it continues. That's got to be a world record. Yeah. It kind of tapers <laughs> off, but doesn't stop? Yeah. No, it was just lowly simmering under his words. It almost felt choreographed that <laughs> move. I would have taken the hint, suspended my campaign right then and there, and gone to the beach. But you know yeah, what? Exactly. I'm not going to win. I'm out. Yeah. yeah, not worth it. And he is a representative from Maryland. And the funny part is, after this, one of our favorite representatives, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> <laughs> you should be her hype man. Yes. Yeah. You're like the Flava Flav of... Of AOC. She posted, I think on Twitter or one of those, thank you, but please sashay away, wave emoji, which I take to mean, yes, claim. bye. Yes, claim. So I'm not hopeful about John Delaney. Mm-mm. Oh, by the way, there's one more thing I want to tell you guys. It just goes on and on. <laughs> I'm just like, sheesh. Uh, <laughs> who's winning now, George? TJ is in yeah. the lead. Uh, he has 908 points. Oh, bring it. You took Bernie and Biden, and they're just killing it in the fundraising. 700 and something of your points just come from them. Nice. Not fair. Go, Joe and Bernie. I'm sure they appreciate your support. I think it's time for me to throw in all my support to one candidate. Okay. You're ready for that now? Oh, wow. I don't need to wait for the debates. I already know that I, Will Amato, am going all in for Tulsi Gabbard. (laughs) Okay. She's from the Hawaii House of Representatives, and here's why I love Tulsi so much. Mm Mm-hmm. I really want Abram Williams, her husband, to be the first gentleman because he's a surfer. (laughs) They met in Hawaii. He proposed on a surfboard as the sun was setting. And he says they used their shared love of the ocean in his proposal. He explained, by the time we got there and were paddling out, the sun was just about to dip under the horizon. He paddled quickly out to the lineup, way ahead of me, and waited as I slowly made my way out. Then he paddled over, pulled over a double-tethered contraption attached to a gold duct-tape-covered flotation device with a beautiful ring attached and said, I have a question for you. Will you marry me? Wow. (laughs) Do you feel like he reminds you of you? Yeah. (laughs) He also happens to be a freelance cinematographer and editor. Of course. (laughs) He looks like a dirty beach hippie. (laughs) He's got long, shaggy hair and a beard. And he just recently worked on a movie called Last Taxi Dance, which is a short film that I'd like to read the synopsis for you. Oh, my God. You're, like, all in. (laughs) In a ballroom called Paradise. In the aftermath of World War II, a proud Hawaiian singer dances with a returned U.S. soldier and debates the dignity of the American dream. But when his dance tickets run out, she is left with a harsh choice. For when the dancing stops, this man will die. Okay. (laughs) 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 Right now, throwing it all out there, 2020... 
Abram Williams for First Gentleman. Jason Buttigieg would be a better First Gentleman. Yeah. yeah. You need some gay gene. I don't want him hosting mm-hmm. dignitaries and picking out grapes. <laughs> yeah. That should not be some hippie. Mm. We still I, need some sass. Yeah. And there's no surfing in D.C., so... Yeah, what's he going to do, land surf? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Couch surf? <laughs> He'll longboard. Who cares? Also, they are so pro-marijuana more than any other candidate. <laughs> Well, I might have to... What, huh? I think they all are, aren't they? Yeah, Yeah. they are trying to get that young vote. Well, listen, folks, if you've got a favorite candidate, let us know. Send us an email at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. On that note, thank you for tuning in to the Funniest People I Know podcast. Have yourselves a hilarious week. Bye. 